0: I am a nasty woman. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City. Naming Sydney Leathers Bottle comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Uh, and, and there's been some pretty good suggestions so far. Uh, like what? Puma. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> and,
0: uh, you know, of course a lot of the ones are associated with poop and stuff like that. Well, then they- just, just like the regular kind of like... Um, make names for anybody's butthole. You know sure. what I mean? Because I she mentioned that she named her, uh, her pussy uh, Queen Victoria.
1: Mm, okay. Uh, right. And so
0: then we said, well, she goes, well, I haven't really named my butthole. Um, if we, if we, I said, if we have a Name Your Butthole contest, and, uh, you know, we get a lot of, would you be willing to abide by the results of the contest for the name of your butthole? And she was like, yeah, possibly. So I think it kind of depends. She did tweet back about the about the humor one, uh, and uh, what else was it? I mean? There was uh, Tom Landry, you know, which I. Okay. Don't know. <laughs>
1: Who's Tom? Is Tom? Tom okay. Landry,
0: yeah, the coach of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, in yeah, the 70s, okay, right, right.
1: That's is odd. that his name? Tom Landry? Tom yeah. Landry. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: okay. It's saying uh, Tom Landry. Uh, Definitely, he was from another era even then.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's like an astronaut's dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From the smallest room
0: in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Joining me now Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Hey, Pat. How are you? You had a great column in the Daily News about... Uh, I guess, gentrification. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, I glad you liked it. It's not just like uh, a, a look at, like, the here's uh, the neighborhoods being gentrified currently or anything like that. You look at what it actually is, how it's interpreted socially now, and and what that name, what that word means in New York City as opposed to, like, what it, you know, truly means.
1: Well, gentrification, you know, I guess it's supposed to mean when people... Uh, you know, well off people move into a neighborhood, a kind of a neighborhood that's maybe seen better days and it has good housing stock and maybe it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, and that's what gentrification originally meant. In New York City, and actually I think in most of America, gentrification means specifically white people moving into a neighborhood where non white people currently live. And that's seen uh, almost universally and as and uniquely as a bad thing. That's the way it's talked about. So, yeah, I I look at that and um, the rhetoric and some of the myths surrounding gentrification and development in uh, New York City over the last hundred
0: years. Robert Moses is a name that I know, and I've seen it on plaques and whatnot, you know, sure, the sure. bases of bridges. or But he, I had no idea the extent of his
1: impact on the city. He had a major impact on New York City, that's, and that's for sure. Was he rich? He came from a fairly well-off family, but nothing uh, extraordinary. Um, no, And, you know, uh, what's interesting about him is he didn't use his power to enrich himself But uh, he was really into power for power's sake. I see. That's why the big book about him is called The Power Broker. If
0: it's power for power's sake, then he's like, I just enjoy being able to tell people what to do, not to fill my bank account.
1: Well, not just that. I mean, he completely completely reshaped and restructured New York City and you know a lot of New York State I mean he yeah putting things in place that would be telling people what to do long after his death exactly like determining where everybody's gonna live Mm -hmm. what all the neighborhoods are gonna look like right he when you check god changing the skyline uh in a, completely in a he would knock down um what he called slums like mm. neighborhoods that you know like for instance the original west side Story. you know the movie west side story like mm-hmm. that neighborhood, that's where lincoln center is did now. he did no. he build lincoln center yeah 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 he built lincoln center <laughs> he put the un where it is now he built the triborough bridge he built the henry hudson bridge He built the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. He built the FDR Drive. He built all of the parkways. He built all of the expressways on Long Island. Jesus. Um, He built Jones Beach. He built Orchard Beach.
0: And to see... He built the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. Is his reputation, would you say, overall positive or negative?
1: You know, it depends. Like, some people like to say that he's... um, He had a bad effect. I mean, he basically made the South Bronx a shithole. He, you know... It was a perfectly vibrant community and he rammed the Cross Bronx Expressway through it. And he was brutal about it. He would just say, We're condemning this neighborhood. He condemned
0: an entire neighborhood. Condemn
1: an entire neighborhood. And then people would be like, Hey, you can't do that and he would pay people to move out. And the minute someone moved out, they would smash the windows. Um, for instance, if he could get the top floor the, all the people on the top floor of a building to move out, he would then have the roof roof ripped off <laughs> to get everyone else to you know I mean brutal brutal stuff that's pretty brutal yeah he was um brutal. so he turned the Bronx into a shithole. he's the guy um he kind of did because he split the neighborhood and t- he he split the Bronx in two with the cross Bronx expressway and um
0: that like he created a situation where people could could commute and live outside of the city uh, he, he made it a more car friendly kind of a city he
1: really didn't like he hated mass transit he liked um he liked cars so his vision was that he kind of you know, like sort of like a Jetson style vision like of cars zooming around and I mean he didn't understand back they didn't really get back then that the more roads you build, the more traffic there is. It's not like you build a lot of roads and then everybody moves really quickly. Like if you build roads, they just get used and then they fill up.
0: Isn't that strange? Yeah. Hey, this week Anthony Weiner is going to prison. He's not going this week, but he's he was sentenced twenty one months. Yeah, he's going pretty soon. I think in early November. And he will be there uh, in in a country club style place. I'm I'm sure, which
1: is fine. I don't know. I heard that they said he was not going to a nice place. Please. I mean, that, who sent that? Where did you see that? I, I didn't don't know, in the, in the newspaper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I what I understand is, uh, I mean, any federal prison is not really that much fun. Hmm. I yeah. mean, even like... Did you see Goodfellas, though? Well, yeah. They make spaghetti and stuff. Uh, is that, isn't that great? If I don't he, think Anthony Weiner is going to be... Uh, I don't know. I mean, he got 21 months, and I suppose what he did was pretty bad, mm-hmm. like sending um, pictures of... Like naked pictures of himself to a fifteen-year-old. Uh, yeah, he 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 would get her to
0: masturbate. He asked her to masturbate, and she would and stuff like that. Like, so I guess that he had some requests. Sidney Leathers was the one, if if you're not aware, who um, spoke up. Who, who I, I guess became a factor during the mayoral election of twelve. And she thirteen. Thir- oh, sorry, thirteen. Yeah, because cause De Blasio won that election in part. She swayed that quite a bit. I mean, Weiner had a lot of momentum at, at one time. And during the time that he did have momentum, he stopped having a lot of momentum when they found out that this uh, ex congressman who had been disgraced already uh, for the Twitter scandal right. resigned, and now here he was doing it again, right. you know, saying he had his act together and stuff like that. He had never had his act together. He was with you know sexting and and whatnot and with mean, her the did whole you time. You
2: reach out to him with like the intent to take him down, like uh, no,
3: not at all. When I first started talking to him, it never had anything to do with outing him. I didn't know he was ever going to run for any kind of office again. You know, he had already resigned from Congress at that point for tweeting his penis, you know, nothing to do with me. And so I just never thought he would run for office again. And it was like in the middle of our like sexting and stuff. He actually told me he was running for mayor before it was like formally announced. And wow. I was like, Oh shit, that's not good. And then he started, he was like on the cover of people magazine with his wife and baby talking about how he was this changed man. He went to sex therapy and all this kind of stuff. So that's kind of what made me decide to say something anonymously. And then that's when BuzzFeed outed me from, like, the stuff I had said anonymously. A lot of people have this misconception that I was some fame whore. Nobody would want to deal with the shit that I dealt with in that time. You know what I mean? Like, nobody would ask for that or would be excited for that. That was not something... But, yeah, I, like, talked to them about how I had really thought about killing myself initially because I just thought, like, you know, what I wanted to do work-wise, like, what I was doing in college, all of that was now gone. You know, I was like, I'm going to lose friends and family. I just felt like it was going to, like, fuck up my life irreparably. So, yeah, there was a moment where I was, like, seriously contemplating suicide. So... For people to think that I was, like, excited about that situation, it's, like, the most hilarious thing ever to me because it was, like, one of the darkest points of my life. And from that, I just decided, yeah, well, this is a shitty situation, but I can either kill myself. I don't have the means, like, socioeconomic means to hide away for 20 years with Monica Lewinsky. So do I, like, capitalize or do I kill myself? <laughs> like, I of felt like we're my options.
0: This 15-year-old girl, she actually came to Sydney Leathers. That's how this whole thing came out. Th- that ended up putting Wiener in jail. I mean, Sydney Leathers is a real nemesis and thorn in the Wiener's side.
1: It seems that way. Why do you suppose the fifteen-year-old girl um, went to Sydney Leathers?
2: And how did um,
3: how did she get in touch with you? Then she found me on Facebook, and initially I thought she was full of shit. I thought it was because I get all kinds of weird messages. I thought it was somebody messing with me. And then, Uh so I just said to her, like, basically, I don't believe you unless I see proof. And, like, two seconds later, she had screenshots, you know, from, like I said, the Facebook that he used to talk to me on. So I knew it was real because that Facebook, I could still see that Facebook, the current profile picture, you know, Mm -hmm. like, everything she was saying was, like, totally checking out. So, and did she ask,
2: was she, like, um, you know, like, do you think he really likes me or, like, what did she ask
3: you? See, that's the thing. I still don't totally know, you know, what she wanted from me. Uh, you know, if it was advice. I, I initially told her, like I said, I said, don't get media involved. You need to talk to the cops.
0: She's, she, she told her to go to the police. Okay. She recommended she go to the police. And the girl didn't want to go to the police. I think that she didn't want to get she him in trouble. To
3: the cops. So then I tried to do the CPS thing kind of behind her back. That totally
0: failed. She describes it more as like, she's a kid, she needed help, she can't consent to this anyway, and and the 15-year-old said, well, I don't want to get him in trouble, I feel as if I consented, and, and she... So, um, then eventually, I don't know, it
3: kind of seemed like the press thing was going to have to happen
0: because... You know, obviously he was too young, you know, she's not the adult in the situation, blaming herself.
1: Don't you feel that on some level, the 15-year-old exactly wanted to get him in trouble? Well, it's trouble? very
0: difficult to imagine a 15-year-old who doesn't live in the same town as the guy, you know, she's uh, on a national level. Uh, yeah. is, is is Anthony Weiner really the kind of somebody that, that a 15 year old girl would stake this out? Is another
3: thing a lot of people don't know two different people reached out to me saying that they knew about the 15 year old. It was Chuck C. Oh. E. Johnson that she reached out to behind my back and said, you know, I've been talking to Sydney too. So then Chuck was trying to verify with me, and I just played dumb because I wanted the thing to go away. And then Nick Ritchie, who was my friend that, you know, I gave the information to initially about Weiner, came to me and said, Hey, this 15 year old reached out to me. Like, can you verify? And again, I like totally played dumb because I was trying to kind of stall and try to keep it from coming out. Right. But, uh, that's when we kind of went the like tabloid route.
0: But I'm. I'm also mean, sure she might have enjoyed the whole thing. It, I mean, it, it doesn't sound as if uh, it was non-consensual or something. It's just that at 15, it's like you, that right. simply isn't a factor. right? You know, she can enjoy it all she wants. Uh, and that's why she said, you know, that, but she felt bad about it. It's hard for her to understand as it. it is for most people in their teens that you're not really – legally, you, you're not – you don't know shit. Right. You, you are a legal dum-dum. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Anthony Weiner should have known this. He knew she yeah, was fifteen I as well.
3: Yes, everything I had: first and last name, city and state, link to her Facebook. And CPS got back to us, and this is how inept they are. They said that wasn't enough information. I actually needed her home address or her oh, what was the other thing? Oh, a home phone number, which I didn't really feel that comfortable asking the fifteen-year-old for. You know what I mean? And she wasn't. Yeah. Really to cooperate that much at the time so because I had already told her she should go to the cops and she was saying no and that you know she didn't know she wanted to get him in trouble because she felt like she had consented and I was trying to explain to her that there you are these laws for a reason you can't consent yes you're 15 I, you can't consent so yeah it was hard on me to kind of be the middle person <laughs> in all of this it was super stressful so when people so, try to and, act like and, I'm the bad guy, it really pisses like, me off. Have you reached
2: out to the teenager or anything like that?
3: I guess you wouldn't know her name, right? I, I know. I know her name, and I have a way to reach out to her, but my level little son with her has tended to be, you know, she's a kid, and I don't want to bother her with this shit. So it's like if she wants to come to me and talk or vent, she knows she can, but I don't ever want to weigh her down. You know what I mean? She's so young that, I don't know, right. I, I just don't want to, like, kind of bother her with the situation it's like she can talk to me if she wants to but yeah i, I just don't want to bring up uh sensitive subjects and upset her and have
2: you ever reached out to wiener like sent him any communication i actually
3: reached out to wiener when i found out about the 15 year old and was basically just like what the fuck is wrong with you you know and i had told you, him you, just, you emailed him or you texted him I Facebook messaged him because he never blocked me on the Facebook that we used to talk on, and it's the same Facebook he talked to the 15 year old on. <laughs> did he write back when you messaged him on Facebook? Oh, of course, of course not. But I'm sure he should have. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he should have pants. What did the What did the message and say? I'm the 15 year old. And the well, the 15 year old told me too that he had like flipped out on her about talking to me.
0: <laughs> so... It's absolutely astounding the the degree to which he has this drive to do this you know i I don't think that that's a disease or anything i think it's just a weird compulsion
1: it seems like it's um it definitely seems like it was an itch he needed to scratch um numerous times do do Uh, some conservatives
2: like kind of embrace you as like a, a hero at this point i would think they would but i mean i don't know Maybe
3: uh, I don't know. I mean, I get a little bit of that for sure, but I also I don't know just because I'm a female in the situation and it's like a sexual situation. I feel like I get shit from both sides. And so you when it came
0: I out mean? in the tabloid, that's when uh, you know they started looking into his computers oh. and shit like that. And when they look into his computers, they see some of Hillary's emails, right? Because Huma and and Anthony sharing some computer, uh, right? You know, they're they're married for Christ's sake. Then. Uh, comey reopens the investigation yep. two weeks prior to the election in yep. a sense Sidney leathers might have possibly helped deliver uh, a, the victory to trump it,
2: like all of this shit that then led to they were searching his computer and then they found all yeah the
3: other yeah no this is exactly what led to them looking into his computer and then finding you know who was emails and stuff that like work Yeah, so you're like the it. most important person in like
2: electing Donald Trump in a way, you know? I, I mean
3: I know, which which is terrible because I'm not a Trump fan, but you know what? I wasn't a Hillary fan either, so <laughs> Yeah, me. yeah. You might and I well, could like, never and I could Trump have Trump never fan. known you know, I never could have known that her emails were gonna be there like you know, I have no idea. It's not some grand conspiracy.
1: Well even but beyond Sydney Leathers, the fifteen year old
0: the 15 year old, sure. I still say, uh, and, ultima- you and ultimately, s- Anthony Weiner.
1: Anthony Weiner. You yeah. know,
0: <laughs> delivered it. However, without the 15 year old girl and without Sydney Leathers, I think it doesn't happen before November.
1: Uh yeah, it's um I don't know though. What do you think? Do you think twenty one months was enough? Too much?
2: Twenty one months like, um, do you think that's like not long enough or I
3: mean I mean it's better than nothing is kind of my attitude. Like I said, I was really concerned that he was just gonna get probation and a lot of his, you know, defense with his lawyer was kind of just to blame me, which I found really amusing. It just shows you you know, he takes no accountability. Like he definitely has something seriously wrong with him. Like I don't know if he's, like, a sociopath or just, like, an extreme narcissist or both, but there's something, like, very, very wrong there, you know? And I know you hated the
2: documentary, but... I did. if, If all the parts that didn't have you in it were not in there... Like, what What did you think about it in the way that it portrayed the two of them? Like, what did it show you that you didn't understand before about him? I mean, about-
3: I think I knew everything I needed to know about them already, that it kind of wasn't really a very real relationship, you know? hmm Um, do you think, like,
2: she's a a lesbian? Like, or do you, I mean, do you believe, do do you follow all the conspiracy
3: theories? Yeah, I don't, I don't really think she's, like, Hillary's lesbian lover or anything like that. I've never really bought into that one. Especially because Hillary's been quoted saying she's, like, her daughter and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I I don't think it's that. I think there's a close relationship, but I don't think it's, like, a gay relationship. But I do think she, you know with him way longer than she should have you know I understand that they had a child but I, I actually think she was, was doing her child a disservice by staying with him because then look at the photo he had with his erection and his child in the same photo you know yeah what did you think about that I mean I think I thought what everybody else thought like who would ever do that who would ever think that was an okay picture to take you know it's just beyond I wonder I wonder if
2: like no I wonder if like he just has never been shown the crop tool you know think mean? I 21 <laughs> months is I mean, just maybe. fine
0: you know I mean like it when you look at all all factors in the situation and I think that they wanted to get a guilty plea and uh they got it and I think that it's neat uh 20 he could have done up to 27 months he he had said that like in order to not do 10 years I'll plead guilty to do you know and do 21 to 27 Mm. months and so that's another half year that they could have had that they gave gave him on the lower end that's Uh, true and i don't know why but they you know he also has probation after that he'll be a registered sex offender
1: oh will he yep sounds like um which i think is appropriate a complete shit show
0: you know sydney leathers she's in indiana she's a very open it's an attractive it's, it, she, I I think she feels like she has nothing to hide or whatever so okay. it's and, and it's also a very like I think a very indiana quality
2: and have you made more porn since the one that you did oh or? yeah
3: yeah I know I definitely have okay i just um, shot porn a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah i'm still shooting oh you do okay um that's
2: uh it, and and like do you like it is it making you happy no
3: i love porn i actually have gained a lot of self-confidence through porn. I've learned more about, like, what I like sexually. I've learned more about my boundaries and, like, consent. That real
1: Hoosier horse sense. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
3: You you kind of found your stability in porn, but really porn did that for me, you know. I was able to go back to my associate's degree that I had started pre-scandal. I was able to go back and you know, finish that up without any student loans. I wouldn't have been able to do that without porn. You know, it's definitely been, like, a very stable, like, good thing for me in my life. Even my mom, who's, like, a born-again Christian and doesn't love me doing porn, has admitted to me that it's been a positive thing for me, and she can even see that. Well, my, here's my point.
1: What about Huma? Don't you feel sorry for Huma? <laughs>
0: sorry. I mean, she was in an arranged marriage for you know political gain. I think you get what you mm, get. I guess so. That's I mean, do you think she married uh, him? She and Anthony Weiner are a real couple out of love. Um, I mean, they seem more like, like a, a partnership.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of like um, Hillary and Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Clinton and Clinton, like a law firm. That's that's how I always think of them. Clinton and Clinton. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're more like like, like you said. Like a, I think of them completely individually.
0: I don't even put them in the same room. When I think you know what I mean? Like when I think about Hillary, I'm not even the 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 idea of Bill Clinton is another it's in another brain.
1: Um, Did you ever read any of those um, allegations about like the stuff that would go on in the White House when the two of them were Uh -uh. were there? I mean, you know, you talk about
0: like like uh, Lewinsky stuff.
1: Well, like that hillary Clinton, i mean this is just like rumors that I read somewhere i I can't remember who who it was that had made these allegations, just that she was like a cocaine fiend and would like lose her shit and like throw things around she's a very chubby cocaine fiend that that can happen yeah, I mean she uh <laughs> and that like she really got mad when Bill would try to like feel her boobs <laughs> and she'd say I'm that not, I believe I'm not your mommy. <laughs>
0: if my wife told me she was not my mommy, I would divorce her.
1: Well, you know, that do not of...
0: say that to me. Sure, sure. You are my mommy. Well, and that's your fucking job.
1: <laughs> right. You know, well, the, I, I guess that's why Bill would go and, um, you know, cavort. Yes.
0: Yeah, so he would cavort about with different, uh, different ones. So if you want to see, uh, <laughs> and, and there, nobody can cavort quite like cavort rather, rather than, um, Nobody can cavort better than the president of the United States, I would think. It, it you got to you have the Secret Service, you've got a mm-hmm. you've got Air Force One, mm-hmm. you have uh, any room any you have eminent domain. You can go kick a family out of their home,
1: well, and fuck her in that house. Well, <laughs> maybe
0: more or less. More or less. the the Sydney Leathers interview. And, and was a, the uh, girl here's was a clip.
2: When she, um, uh, well, she must have been grateful to you, or was she ever pissed? Like at
3: I don't know... think she was ever pissed. If she was, I never heard that from her, no. She's done inside editions since and actually, like, showed her face and talked. And... So I think if she was unhappy about any of it, she wouldn't still be doing any kind of press stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I, I mean, did this change your opinion into that he wasn't just, like, you know, a sex addict? Oh,
3: but... well, the thing is, a lot of... You know, a lot of, like, psychiatrists and therapists don't even agree on the whole sex addict thing if it's even real. You know what I mean? So I kind of think that's just an excuse and, like, a load of bullshit, honestly. I definitely think there's something wrong with him. I think there's something compulsive about his behavior. I definitely think he probably has some kind of personality disorder or something. I just think it's, like, something more sinister than just being a sex addict, you know? Yeah, did you recognize any,
2: like, similarities in the kink stuff, or did it seem like it went even darker than
3: it had Oh, it went even darker because he was talking about, like, having rape fantasies about her, and that's not anything, he never went there with me, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely think it was darker, and that makes it even more disturbing that he went darker with a 15-year-old, you know? A lot of it with me was just more like he was really into high heels. and You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like race fantasies as much as it was like a shoe that fish. <laughs> I think he just wanted to jerk off to pictures of whatever shoes I was wearing throughout the day. And heels were definitely like his shoe of choice. I don't know. I know that I was just like initially telling him, too, that I was trying to keep her out of the press because I was. Like I said, behind the scenes, I was telling her, you need to talk to the cops. And then I was doing, like, the CPS thing with my therapist. And, yeah, I was really – because I didn't want what happened to me to happen to her. I was worried even though she was a minor, what if somebody used her name without her consent? You know, that's what happened to me. So, I don't know. I was feeling a little protective of her because, you know, I was 22 when everything – kind of went on with him and I think that I was really stupid and naive and immature at 22 so imagine like a 15 year old is you know even even dumber than that so there's this site I had never heard of called who what why have you ever heard of this no what is it okay so basically I had never heard of them and then all of a sudden I had gotten a really unprofessional request from a guy named Matt Harvey saying he wanted to interview me, but the way he asked was super condescending and weird and, like, about sex work a little bit, it just weirded me out so I didn't reply, and then he went on to write all this crazy shit, like, trying to say that the 15-year-old wasn't a 15-year-old, and basically, I felt like the piece was set up, like, maybe Wiener or Huma or somebody paid these people to put this out there to maybe, you know, thinking maybe if they challenged her age, other people would just report it without fact-checking it. You know what I mean? And maybe it would, like, get in of trouble. But they also have, like, written about me saying that I had, like, set the whole thing up with Chuck Johnson, which I think Chuck Johnson was just trying to lie and take credit for it. But I've never – worked with him at all. I had never even talked to him other than the time he reached out asking if I knew, you know, if I had talked to the 15 year old and I said, no, just because I didn't him. So yeah. So I email this site and I basically tell them, you know, this girl's been interviewed by the FBI, you know, the prosecutors in the case, uh, the daily bail inside edition. Don't you think all of these people verified her age? And they basically yeah. were just like refusing to take, even though they were acknowledging that I was probably right. They were refusing right. to. I think the articles are still up, you know. So I don't oh, know. That's people talk about, yeah, and people talk a lot about like fake news, like right wing fake news, and I kind of felt like this was an instance of left uh, an instance of left wing fake news. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think somebody paid for all of that nonsense. I really think they thought that. Oh, you know, no matter what we say, if it's like fallacious enough, it's just gonna get picked up by everybody, and of course, nobody picked it up because everything that they were saying was bullshit, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they have all that stuff still up. There were two different articles
2: and 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 was um uh was the f b i in contact with you?
3: No, I never got um they never reached out to me. I never got any kind of communication from them. I was kind of expecting it for a minute, but Um, Yeah, yeah. But they might have just, you know, looked into the 15-year-old stuff enough to have seen how innocent my conversations with her. And it was like, no point in talking. You know what I mean? Probably really no point in talking to me because I was really telling her, you know, go to the cops. If CPS reaches out to you, talk to them, you know. So I can't imagine what they would even need to say to me because I, I really do feel like I was trying to do all the right things.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're a porn patriot. That's the... Uh...
1: The South Bronx is unlike any place on Earth. In the 70s, this was a very untamed area. I was a police officer. I had one job. Stop these bad guys roaming the streets. If you turn your back to the wrong person, You're dead. I can still see every arrest. My name is Ralph Friedman. These are my stories.
2: Street Justice, the Bronx, premieres Tuesday, September 19th at 9 on Discovery. Watch live and catch up on the Discovery Go app.
1: You know, I really admire Sydney Leathers now that you bring it up. I mean, she's really modeling good good civic responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like for any um, teenager who's sexted by a... um, by a congressman. She big sistered her a little bit and helped
0: her out. Yeah, she did. You know, I mean like it, it, and and if you can't get your story, uh if you can't get things taken care of with uh civ, uh city civ, civil services or right. whatever it is, that you, you know, child services.
1: And now that Sydney Leathers go to the tabloids. You told me Sydney Leathers is going to start doing um anal porn. Yes. Um you know, in a couple of years this girl will be of age and perhaps Sydney Leathers could like, you know, introduce her around to Different agents in that industry, and um, mm-hmm. she so can, uh, yeah, handhold her straight into a new career. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Maybe she could be her first lesbian scene.
1: God, I mean, that's the thing when when men when when like sisterly it, it mentorship. Called, it could be called No Wieners. <laughs> yeah, that's so smart. Um, <laughs> no, when when sororal. Mentorship really gets going. I mean, just the power of sisterhood is so... I mean, that's one thing I learned on January 21st of this year mm-hmm. at the, um, the yes. at the Pussy March. Oh, my God. I, I It was terrifying for me.
0: Really? Yeah, well, terrifying in, in, in a way that left me awestruck and in admiration, of course. I am a
1: nasty woman. <laughs>
0: She was actually in D.C.,
1: right? Yeah. I, I yeah, she's a
0: nasty woman, Ashley Judd.
1: Yeah. Uh, she's from a neighboring state for, to you, right? She's from Kentucky. Yeah, she's from Kentucky. Uh,
0: her sensibility is a little different from mine, uh, but we should share some of the same opinions, I think. Uh, if she grew up a, a Bible thump uh, in, in a Bible town like I did, I don't know if she did, but I grew up in a Bible town, you know. I come from uh, religious uh, people, in a sense, you know. Really? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's why, you know, I, when you look at the gains women have made, it is very impressive, especially if you trace it from the Bible to currently, you know. I mean, they were property back then. Sure. Uh, when you marry a woman, she's your property. And I think that before she's married, she belonged to her dad uh, in, in terms of being something that he owned. Okay. And... and uh, They've certainly come a long way from that. It's taken time. I mean, like even in in this century, uh, like women got the right to vote in what in seventy two or something.
1: No. no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they did. They did become real people only more
1: recently too. When was that? I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I just mean legally. Oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. But no, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, just from a legal standpoint, because some things are law, but they're not – there's a common uh, law-type situation sometimes, too. But there was a legal thing in the 50s and 40s, I think. I mean, like, I don't know how far back it goes, but at least then, and I don't know when it changed, but, like, if, if you're married to a woman and you wanted to have her committed – you just call up the fucking loony bin, and they fucking haul her off. That would be so great. I mean, <laughs> it would be great. People don't realize that it would it would affect society in a good way.
1: I don't think people realize how much we've lost just in that law. Just in in that just in that law. Is that what you said? Or yeah, in in yes. Yes. That, that that we can no longer do that. Do you think that um, maybe women should. We should reconsider giving them the vote. Uh, I. The problem I, the is. The fact
0: I'm thinking about it this long is probably not good. The, the, the cat's out of the bag is mm-hmm. the problem.
1: But you know what? Let me let me just say something. And I know some of your listeners don't like to hear anything about Trump.
0: Yeah, there was true. that guy. Yeah, but he's not
1: listening anymore.
0: <laughs> there, the, a few people, and 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 we've probably discussed this before. But please understand, uh, the politics is an important part, of, and, and I know you like to hear crime coverage. And we're going to get be, to that. We're yeah, going to get to. But that. but for the time being, let's let's hear what Seth has to say.
1: Before the election of Trump, I was really thinking like shit. Like it's really like the problem is white women. We should never have given them the vote. Um and this like they're they've they're gonna fuck everything up for us why do they why do they want to destroy america why do women just want to destroy everything Mm -hmm. um but then as it turned out white women voted for trump Mm -hmm. they went 53 percent for him and so basically the reason i'm saying this now is because i want to apologize yeah to the white women of america you 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 came through for us and I just want to say I'm sorry that I doubted you, and I'm glad that you have the vote.
0: <laughs> it takes a big man to say that. I know. We uh, were talking about lobotomies the other day over text, and yeah. and, and back in uh, the 40s and 50s, there, a lot of people um, who got lobotomies, there were 40,000 Americans who got lobotomies. A lobotomy... That's it, it? Yeah, I thought it would be... You could have told me any number, and I would have just... <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. 40 million Americans? I <laughs> thought I thought I met
1: 40,000 today. <laughs>
0: It's amazing that the surgery became a surgery because it's such a brutal thing. They drill a hole in your head. They stick a, a, a spike in there. Mm-hmm. They stir it around a little and yeah. hope for the
1: best. Yeah, it wasn't real. It was kind of like a real, um, you know, uh, you, you just sort of, f- you, it's, you do it by feel. <laughs> I mean, it's- I don't think they necessarily even had to drill, Pat. They had a, there was something called the keyhole surgery where basically they would take a spike like like kind of an ice pick type thing, exactly
0: and, an ice pick. Really,
1: and put it like in the eye, but kind of around the eyeball, and because the skull is very thin there, and just kind of hammer it in mm. a little hole right behind the eye, and then, like you said, just kind of swish the mm. the 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 pick around until they had basically, I think, until the person like they would have the person be conscious and have them like say like re- say the alphabet and once they started kind of slurring then they would be like okay okay time to stop time to stop
0: which is a great way to do a surgery he's he's, he's no longer cognizant of the alphabet so. uh the, well the early surgeries were with a with the trepanation is that what that's called trepanation trepanation yeah. they would they, they drill the holes in the head and uh i that must have been a later development where they realized oh we don't have to leave a hole in the head here right uh so that was good i guess uh, at least you know uh, from a cosmetic uh, level or, or from a you know to, to look at sure uh, and probably hygienic wise too you know um that being a you don't want to get a dusty like dust in the hole in your head or whatever or get it plucked up you know you always like yeah yeah you, yeah, you would start right. to get boogers in your fucking uh, head right, right so uh but 60 percent of them were women
1: yeah they did give them to a lot of women
0: and uh i think that that was a time it was a more polite time and that might have been the reason is that uh you know like some people were really like
1: Ashley Judd definitely would have gotten one <laughs> is that what you're saying
0: Yes, That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying she might have which really at the a lobotomy it sounds terrible and it is yeah but you know they would have thrown her on a fucking uh, a burning stake a hundred years ago we've come a long ago. way so like yeah you're not being burned alive now right can you control your bowels? Not always. Well, but you know, know that's you know Rosemary Kennedy, uh, the the daughter of uh, Joe Kennedy, who is the father of JFK. You know, this is JFK's little sister Rosemary, who uh, had a wild period. That's what they say, and S- sneaking out, you know, having drinks with sailors or something, and and she not exactly sure how many it certainly would be not that unusual now it wouldn't be uh some kind of it was was girl interrupted one of these kind of troubled women yeah (laughs) she was the girl the original girl interrupted basically and they gave her a lobotomy and
1: i guess they overdid it yeah they didn't they they forgot to stop swishing the um the spike around yeah they lived like joe kennedy's in the room and she's like
0: and they're like okay that's enough he's like no keep going right, right. <laughs> she might have some memories i think joe kennedy oh. just said this is going to cost us the election Ah, uh, this could cost us as a family. We, this is we're gonna suffer politically because of my daughter, the whore. Right. And uh, let's just handle this. You know, I, that's my theory. Wow. I don't think that he like uh, was sort of we. Hey, we're really upset that she's like because nobody visited her ever.
1: That, I don't know if that's totally true. I think they would sometimes visit her. Well. I don't know.
0: Th- I know that John Kennedy never went to see her. Okay, but I mean, he's the fucking president, and he did get shot pretty
1: young, right? But she lived until pretty pretty late, like the other day. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she she was one of the, the the last ones. She was the. I think that might be the birth of the Kennedy curse. Aha! No, you, you know what? You have a point. Um, yeah, they had her in a home in Wisconsin, I think, like a Catholic a home for you know Catholic um, mentally damaged. Cerebrally damaged people Yeah um, No, it was a It was, a, you know Kind of a sad case
0: Yeah, very sad uh, It's it's sad to To think about Being that person We don't know what it's like It might be blissful However It certainly doesn't look Blissful from here And uh,
1: I would doubt That it's that blissful To mm. so, like have your brain Scrambled Well Yeah, not the process But when <laughs> it's over <laughs> I mean, you know how, think, Just be like diapered for
0: the rest of your life you, yeah you don't even ever have to think like you know how when you wake up in the morning sometimes and you're like i don't want to get up and pee she mm-hmm. never has that thought well, it's just you know
1: you may have let point.
0: it go yeah okay she she is in she's in free whiz 24 7 Hmm. i mean i when would you ever stop i guess you know uh, when you're out of urine but i yeah. mean like, <laughs> it's it's a kind of living that uh I don't recommend. No. And 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 but the point is you could get your wife a lobotomy back then. You could just say, Hey, my wife's kind of a problem right. here. Uh she's causing Now um, she's not gonna consent to this.
1: She's, right. You just talk to the doctor, maybe get the priest to agree. Mm-hmm. And there's a and, wink and a uh, nod and maybe yeah, an exchange
0: yeah. of an envelope or two.
1: Maybe. And then, um, boom. You know, there's a movie with, I think with Montgomery Clift and Elizabeth Taylor. There's there's a lobotomy movie. I can't remember what the hell it is. Is it A Place it was, in the Sun? Or? Well, I think, does it is that the one that was, uh, was it Imitation of Life?
0: No, it wouldn't be that because Frances Farmer was alleged to have gotten a, a lobotomy. I think she did get a lobotomy. She, well, yeah, but I, I read somewhere where she didn't actually get a lobotomy, that that's like a myth. Oh. That they that she got a lobotomy. Frances Farmer, actress, uh, I, I don't remember what. She was very sexy, extremely sure, sexy. Sure, sure. And uh, even sexier after that lobotomy. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like just because you get a lobotomy, then you're completely. Um, some of them were, were improved. Yeah, I mean. A it, very small percentage. Sure. But there was like a guy, of, maybe 10 years ago, some guy wrote a book about his lobotomy. He was one of the last people to get one. And he got it very young and didn't know. Is that right?: If it's the same guy we're talking about, he lived his
0: whole life, and yeah. it was revealed to him later. Oh. But he got one when he was 12.
1: Maybe we all got them.
0: <laughs> Sometimes they just make you smile more. <laughs> you know, I saw one thing. Uh, the guy said the doctor compared it to a happiness cult or something that, oh. that, that people seem like, but they would turn in these success rates when they would do experiments. They would be like eight patients. Uh, one of them died, uh, and uh, two of them uh, showed no change. Two of them were very quiet, uh, you know, um, and, and two of them, they can't control their bowels or urine anymore, and one of them is completely catatonic, uh, and it would be a 50% success rate. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> One of these uh scientists his name was
1: Snore Wolfart. Really?
0: I thought that's the best name I've ever heard Snore Wolfart. That's great. And well, you
1: know the the guy who came up with the procedure, I believe won the Nobel Prize for medicine.
0: Yes, he did. And that was a contro a subject of controversy later. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like 1949 or something before right. they really, you know, I mean that they, they it was outlawed altogether. It kind of later. seems
1: very um I mean, this is the time when they had, uh, you know, the developing penicillin, and you know, Not no blood transfusion, no amount of
0: penicillin is going to cure schizophrenia. Though. <laughs> That's true. And That's true. It'd be nice if you could just get a get a local and you know whatever uh, some sort of quick surgery. But the reason that that all this kind of like invasive uh, neurosurgery started is because around the turn of the century, earliest. 20th century, there was a lot of mental patients, you know, and not as many hospitals as they needed, and they didn't know what to do. You know, the, we hadn't made those advances yet. There, there weren't any. Um, there was yeah, no the, thorazine. No thorazine, Yeah, and 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 that when they did come up with thorazine, no more lobotomies, almost overnight. Right, right. So they uh, they figured a way to do it in a pill form, I guess, was so at least reversible. Uh, if if you don't like the effects, um, Ima-
1: imagine if. If you and I or or two 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 similar characters were to take it upon themselves. this could be like a movie, take it upon themselves to cure like the homeless population in New York City, like the mentally ill mm-hmm. to cure everybody who is homeless on the street of their mental illness, yeah. and they just went around doing um impromptu lobotomies like in the subways and on the street corners. That would be kind of interesting, right? Yeah, it would be uh, because they wouldn't be that different from the
0: lobotomies that we're getting in the 50s and 40s.
1: And it's not clear. I wonder and if the uh, behavior would be that much different. <laughs> I mean, a they lot would, of these guys can't control their urine now. And it, it
0: would be an improvement, honestly, because you know they wouldn't be asking for money all the time. Yeah, or They'd like,
1: like yeah. tearing the heads off
0: <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> That's right, or slashing people in the face or pushing them in front of trains. All of which occurs. Yeah. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean you're a good person. I think that's the point. A lot of people attach a kind of nobility to homelessness. It isn't there. I mean, like, obviously, when we talk about the homeless problem, usually that's expressed with empathy. Sympathy. We want the best for them. Those poor people are homeless. Sometimes they're homeless and they're not particularly happy about it.
1: Well, let me tell you about this one homeless guy. Okay, and the reason I know about him is because he makes a big fuss about himself, and he he has a website and he has a blog, and hmm. you you he, he's like he shows up at events. Yes, and he's you you listen to him talk for five minutes and you're like, oh, I know why you're homeless because you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> this guy. All right, here's his shtick. You got to be. Re- there's so many assholes who still manage to have homes. This guy, all right, his name is Scott Andrew Hutchins, and you can look him up on YouTube. It's very funny, and you can you can read his blog. So there's interview, like he does these interviews. His whole, he's really into Occupy, and his whole thing is it's not his fault he's homeless. Um, listen to his. Listen to what he did. He did everything right. In 2003, <laughs> he decided to get a master's degree. So, he took out $65,000 in loans and went to College of Staten Island and got a master's in cinema studies. Uh Uh-huh. And so, he did the right thing, and then after that, he asked his professors what kind of job he should get, and they didn't know, and he'll just go on and on about how he has this degree, but he has sciatica- and he can't work, Any and he has an overactive bladder, and the financial system crashed. He has an overactive bladder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, except he's really, he, it's like, he's like, his whole thing is like, why nothing that he, nothing is his fault. And that's why he's been living in a homeless shelter for seven years. I see. Because there's no jobs, and anyone who says there are, that he could get a job is a liar. Oh, please. And a shell. Well, there's but, so many people who are worse off than him that take work. I know. But he's also funny because he, um, he, do, he does a lot of uh, singing. So like, you can see him singing Pink Floyd songs on YouTube. But then it's funny because in the comments, people are like, you're a loser. You, like, You're a homo. Go suck a dick. And he says, that is libel. I have never sucked a dick in my life. <laughs> and I'm going to get your IP address and sue you. You, you can cut this whole section That's if a, you feel like it, because it's totally beside it's, the point. It just seems like, a, like
0: what you're, but to follow your logic, it seems homophobic to threaten to sue somebody if they say that you suck a dick. Kind of. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it, almost hate speech to say that.
1: Um, you know what? Maybe we should see if we can bro- get him brought up on charges. Maybe so.
0: we should sue him for hate speech. That would be so great. He just, he just got himself a new subscriber on YouTube. Do you know how many he has? 27 now.
1: He's, he's so fucking great. Do you, Can you just play him singing Comfortably Numb for your listeners just for a minute? It's so funny. Scott Andrew Hutchins, uh,
0: singing Comfortably Numb. Uh, now I have there's one thing. It's a singing lesson.
1: Yeah. And that's a, that's a
0: collection. No, so no, me, no. Here, let me look. Does he give a singing lesson? He sings Drowned. Oh, he, yeah. They have all the songs here now. Uh, House of Pain, something by House of Pain, mm-hmm. The Endless Enigma.
1: Oh, actually, this interview is really funny too. Yeah, I was. I
0: had that pulled up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interview with Manny, or something. Go,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, keep going. You can't always see them. Oh, here he is singing comfortably non-band. Oh yeah. Okay. This will be fun. I think your um your 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 listeners will enjoy listening to this guy.
0: <laughs> is there anyone at home?
2: Come on, come on now. When I, I can ease your pain, get you on your
1: feet again. <laughs> the funny thing is this guy also, um, he's really into running for office. So every every election season, he's he's like registered as like the Green Party candidate for whatever.
0: Yeah, and his uh, campaign song is this.
1: <laughs> Should be
0: comfortably numb. Vote Hutchins.
1: So this is it. Homeless people. We're listening people, to the
0: whole song.
1: <laughs> homeless people can also um, they can be singers. <laughs>
0: They could be anything they want. (laughs) Not handicapped. Handicapable. Exactly. What was the name of that guy with the... I think he just said, my hands smell like two balloons. Do you remember the singer who was homeless? and he actually got a lot of recognition, you know. Oh yeah. Wait, this a, this ain't him. No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> he uh, he blew the audition. <laughs> well, it's funny cuz America's if, next yeah. great homeless singer. <laughs> Shit. If you read
1: the um the comments, people are like making fun of his um singing and he gets he's very he's very defensive.
0: Yes, you are comfortably numb. How appropriate. As when liberal brains are numb someone says I'm wondering if you have any conception of fair treatment listening to that felt like an assault <laughs> someone says uh, this is veggie Fan 5 wow this is easily the funniest saddest rendition of this song ever part of having talent is knowing what songs and arrangements are appropriate for your voice this is my new favorite song isn't it great wow
1: um that is incredible y- I'm telling you this is a rabbit hole start reading this guy's blog and you'll never you hear people laughing yeah. in the audience but he says he defend he, people point that out and he's like no 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 they're laughing because my because it was supposed to be funny <laughs> that was why my one
0: moment that I chose to <laughs> crack everybody up
1: right 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 i you know
0: that's that is so much better than the pink floyd version really it really is Isn't i it's, it? i find it more entertaining i was into pink floyd as a as a teenager it's like uh you know i guess everybody is at some point sure watching the wall and that song pretty serious but they, it's, he's wearing a red shirt here's the thing about wearing a button-up shirt is that like you know, it's say you're wearing it tucked in or whatever, mm-hmm. but like no tie, you gotta roll up the sleeves. You can't walk yeah. around with them like fucking yeah, 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 yeah.
1: all the way down. Yeah. You know, you look a little, you can look a little weird that way. You get stilted. <laughs> I
0: can't figure out what it is, but there's something weird about it. Right. That's uh, that is. Thank you so much for you're, bringing that into my life. You're welcome. Because uh, I uh, there's a lot I, I have, I will be sharing that.
1: You're going to owe him a lot of royalties when he finds out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was, you know, the, the, he's, for, for a homeless guy, uh, he cleans up really nice. I mean, he doesn't look in any way homeless. He's actually not like a, like, you, you ever see a homeless person and they look like they're like dying of a, uh, like, like a eating disorder. Right. That never happens. They're very often portly.
1: Well, according to him, it's because the food they serve is, it's all like red meat and salt. So he's forced to eat um, these huge portions. He's (laughs) uh, (laughs) he's (laughs) like (laughs) fattening (laughs) salty beef. Has he
0: been called out on his figure before? Um, I don't know.
1: But you, I mean, I'm telling People say you the same thing about the South, if, by the way, if you start reading his blog um, and just reading all about how, OK, I've sent out 3000 letters to get a job and I've received no responses and I have a master's degree. Welcome to life. So explain to me how that's my fault. It is not my fault. It is society's fault. And he says it very clearly just with so much conviction.
0: I wonder what the letters, you know, like sending out a letter really doesn't say much. You know, it could be, uh, you can write a letter in a, such a way to kibosh yourself from from working at that place ever. That's true. And I think that like, uh, you know, put forth an effort, you know, we would, my work history, homeless, you know? <laughs> right.
1: Well, I think he's like really into the idea that he's just going to be very Here's truthful. a link to my YouTube page. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Truthful? Trying to get a job? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> That's the last thing you can be. What a dick! Let's get to some crime. Why not a wannabe thespian, a Jerry Saint Florent? He, uh, he's this guy uh, has uh, well, he's been sentenced at this point, which is very interesting. Uh, he was found guilty of uh, various uh, criminal activities in this event uh, during an audition. He groped a woman. A, a creepy audition gone bad last year. Uh, he said he
1: was trying to play a bad guy. Wait, wait, didn't we do this with Tom Wopat a few weeks ago? Tom Wopat. <laughs> Don't you remember? <laughs> Did we really? Well, we he was like, this? they got mad at him during... uh the Will, uh, di- rehearsals for the Will Rogers Follies, because he kept, like, grabbing them or oh, something? Oh, right, Tom Wopat. <laughs> okay, but this the is different. The Will Rogers this is Follies. Different. This, this is, different.
0: is This guy is, uh, it was actually his first audition, you know. He, he was not a, thespian a lot of the caliber of a, of a Tom Wopat. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh, Jerry St. Florent, uh, a self-described internet pastor. He said he was answering a midtown audition call. First of all, a self-described internet pastor. <laughs> Jeez yeah uh well
1: he better be self-described because i don't know who else would describe him
0: <laughs> he's doing thing. all the work maybe one of his uh internet parishioners you know. sure, he, was, sure. Uh, uh, he said he was answering the midtown audition call when he burst into the room at nine nine the unit agency and immediately jumped into character he thought would be interesting uh and this is what uh, a quote from him he said i thought the whole room was filled with people who were going to watch me act I just winged it. See, he thinks that an audition works like this. You walk into the waiting room and just show them what you got. Right. Any wild shit you got. (laughs) Okay. And if you're just a great uh, actor in that improvisational uh, moment, then you're right for the part. Uh, It doesn't work that way. Um, But I guess inexperience, could he chalk this up to inexperience? I'll tell you what he did. Uh, He he walked in and uh, he, he, he... his character, he says, is a nice guy. He goes, I'm a nice guy. He said, I can't act like a nice person because that's just who I am. So I had to come out of my character and prove I was an actor. Oh. Now, that's obviously not true. I mean, like, uh, very often, you bring yourself to a role. That's the whole idea. Sure. But in this case, he thought, that's not even acting if I'm just being myself, so I have right. to be the opposite of myself.
1: So he was emoting. He was, like, a, a very emotive. I would say that's exactly right. What did he do? Very emotive. Well, uh, what... <laughs>
0: What he did, or did what, he, what didn't he do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Florent, uh, he, he, he um, I, I want to start at the beginning of what he actually did. Uh, so, okay, as it's described in the New York Post, the alarm crowd of about 30 actors, including a 10-year-old child, <laughs> watched in horror as Florent lifted up one the woman's dress, rubbed his hands on her thighs, and growled, what if this was a rape scene? <laughs> <laughs> Which, when you're trying to be in character, that's exactly... That's great. Yeah, because you want to announce what sort wow. of scene you might be doing. Sure. Theoretically. Sure, sure, sure. Right. That makes sense. What if this was a rape scene? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine wow. if you're waiting to do your audition? You're a little nervous, you know, yeah, yeah, you your yeah. coffee, your script. You're thinking, okay, I'm trying to memorize your lines. A guy comes in, <laughs> pulls up your dress, feels you up, and says, What if this was a rape? Scene? Well, he
1: just was getting into character and he didn't want to break it. He's like Daniel Day Lewis or somebody, like, you know, pretending he's Lincoln for six months. He can't be
0: taking that time to request her to be a scene partner. That's like a consent form in college, you know what I mean? It ruins the moment.
1: exactly. He's just got to, like, go with it, and you've got to join him. What if this was a rape (laughs) scene?
0: I just really wanted to give a good impression, he told Judge Curtis Farber.
1: Was the casting director in the room?
0: Well, I don't think so. (laughs) He... I, I I think maybe he kind of took like an improv everywhere approach to it and Got said it. maybe they're shooting this you know who knows mm. but he said uh, I said the the obviously the victim you know was uh, uh, appalled uh, and uh, tried to push him away well he he yanked her feet and she fell from her chair okay okay that's next level now <laughs> you- <laughs> what if this was a rape scene and then
1: I assaulted you. <laughs> sounds like he's gone past what if. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's actually raping her.
1: <laughs> no, I'm doing it all in character. <laughs> you can't arrest me. It's a
0: great defense, you know? Could be. It's been done similarly before. There was a filmmaker who robbed a bank, uh, I think, in Maine or something. Uh, he planned it. He was he was from Massachusetts, whatever. You know, I get it all mixed up in the Northeast, but he was making a film about robbing a bank, about himself really robbing a bank. He really robbed a bank. Hmm. He really filmed it. And then they really arrested him and took him to real prison. And
1: was he... Did he complain?
0: Well, he the away, I'm sure, right you now. But, like, uh, he also uh, did not... Surprised by the result I don't think he minded so much because as a filmmaker critics
1: don't think